0: Really? <laughs> that I just can't turn it aloof Thanks, That somebody's been getting next to you <laughs> I don't want to walk around knowing I was your fool Yeah. Cause being the man that I am bing, bing. I just can't lose my cool <laughs> You're an <dead. laughs>
1: Oh my God! My friends oh God. keep dying.
0: God damn! My <laughs> headphones came out.
1: That's what you get. That's what. Right. That's what you get for
0: being ridiculous. Just praise the doing Lord, too niggas. Too much.
1: <laughs> Shout out to Cisco. Did I? We love Cisco.
0: We love Cisco so much for all of his screaming.
1: Oh my gosh, Cisco is a vocalist. He is. Say what you want to say about Cisco, however. He's a vocalist. He be singing. He does. He sings hard. Like, I feel like all his toes be scrunched up in his shoes when he sings. They do, actually. He just be out here, just. That's because he's
0: small. Yeah. He's small, but he's mighty. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. Ooh, sounded like constipation. <laughs> ah! Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to yes, an episode indeed. of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Jade. I'm
1: Kia. And here we talk about all things adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxation of being an adult That's in it. the year of our Lord 2018. How are you, sis? I'm I'm am all right. I'm doing okay. Can't complain. Um, Yeah. Busy, but working, and checks are clearing. Hallelujah. The checks are clearing. Thank you, Jesus.
0: That is always a word. Wow. Um, How are you? I'm tired, yes. but I'm here, and yes. I'm also working, and I'm moving, and I'm grooving, and I'm getting ready to go pack, and- Yeah, girl. You know what I'm saying? Booked. Look, at, Look at my family for a little bit. Bookington. We're booked, because we're booked and we're busy. Um, How was your weekend? My weekend was, was
1: just so exciting. Wasn't it? It was filled with all kinds of emotion. It was.
0: <laughs> and I think we're going to get to that in just a little bit.
1: Yes, indeed. In our shout out. Absolutely. But let's
0: take out some trash first. Let's do it right now. Okay. So I can't hear anymore after I yanked my headphones out. <laughs> do I need them? Okay. I'm good. Okay. All right. Taking out some basura Cha-cha-cha. today. First, we're going to discuss the anti-basura. Yes, indeed. Beyoncé.
1: My edges are still smoking. Did you watch? Oh, my word. Oh, you stayed up. I didn't stay up. I watched some, um, (laughs) there were some videos. (laughs) They're not really clips, but I watched somebody actually like, you know how you can like record your screen? Oh, yeah. Somebody did that for the whole thing. Oh, nice. And posted them on Facebook, part one and part two. Oh, hallelujah. And I watched it on the train on
0: the way here. She Beyoncé, it was not Coachella. It
1: was Bay Cella. Bay Cella. But the thing is, it was also black cella. It was
0: very black Chella Because uh Beyonce
1: was so black. she sung Lift Every Voice and Sing.
0: She made sure that she brought all of her Negro out, and I appreciated I, every bit of it.
1: I was doing my makeup when I was watching it first, and I literally like put my makeup brush down <laughs> and I was in the bathroom like with both <laughs> hands in the air. Sing
0: Beyonce. Oh gosh, she made me so happy. She makes me happy. And I'm then so when her glad. and Solange danced together,
1: it was like a moment. I was like I was a little be a little bit because siblings. little bit of siblings. I get Howsoever, it. I do I thought was was just there was nothing wrong There was nothing wrong with the performance as far as I am concerned. Vocally, I mean, people say what you want. Be mad, hate Beyoncé, all you want. But Beyoncé puts on a a Show she puts on a show. She sings like it's actually her actually singing. Yes, there's so much musicality yes. and creativity and innovation in the production of the music, and it's, it's just it's just an experience. There was over 200 dancers, over 200 a full dancers, band. Beyonce always on the beat, like. <laughs>
0: bruh she hits every step every note like so if you you're just a hating ass nigga if you can't appreciate
1: I mean, the work
0: that she puts in and then on top of that she goes vegan that's dedication cause I'm not doing <laughs> <laughs> point me in the general direction of the chicken not doing it I mean we actually had Popeyes in the in the in the green room yes. while we were getting ready for the because live show
1: chicken is life it was life unto me
0: it was there I didn't get to eat any but it was there nevertheless I didn't
1: have any because I was concerned that it if I ate too much I would vomit. Howsoever. That is chicken was there for our <laughs> friends to enjoy. It was. And we're very grateful. Chicken must always be in the place. I'm Absolutely. sure Beyonce had
0: Popeyes for the backup dancers. Though. Oh, of course. Yeah. And sure I feel like, did. you know, now that
1: she's in back in performance mode, she is, you know, vegan Beyonce. But Yeah. But Beyonce
0: Beyonce, remember that What's even it? runners have to eat carbs. <laughs>
1: so, i
0: think she eats carbs she eats carbs she just don't eat the meat yeah, products while she's the animal
1: products um but thank you for rearranging our wigs beyonce for yet another mm. time snatching everybody's I
0: mean. edges bald everybody's heads I, everybody's out here looking like wakanda forever a man, coil out this bitch because just, you took everybody's follicles man and Perhuge. i just
1: i hope that It will be available for us to continue to watch.
0: I'll put it on HBO. HBO.
1: Like, like, can we get like? I'd be willing to pay to like have it, like that performance. Like, I would download that performance. I
0: absolutely would.
1: Over and over again.
0: I absolutely would. I think the only albums I purchased probably in the last eight years are Beyonce albums. So I mean, honestly. Um. Next on the list. All right. Have you heard about WakandaCon? No. There is a uh there is um a thing coming called thing. Wakandacon. And what is that? It is uh a festival or whatever you want to call it. Oh boy. Of basically black texts. So you have Comic-con and you have you know you have all the cons. You know oh what I'm goodness. saying? I don't what do you call those things? Comic-con. Like cons. conferences or conventions? Conferences. conventions? Conventions. Thank you so much. <laughs> Couldn't get my life together. Convention. So they're going to have a WakandaCon because there are so many people in black technology. In and, STEM. Into, and STEM. And STEM, black superheroes. And you know what I'm saying? There's this a lane. Is right.
1: This is right up my street.
0: Yeah. So I'm super hyped for it. You know, you can come. We can dress as the Dora Milaje and well, walk up in this Yeah, bitch. You know,
1: I am uh, the, the sitting president of the DMV chapter of the Dora Milaje. Vice president. Indeed. Uh, So wait a second. When is this happening?
0: So according to Complex, festivities will be kicking off in Chicago August 3rd and set to end on August 5th. And one of the convention's co-founders, Ali Bartwall, says it will honor Afrofuturism, tech, and entertainment and will include other black superheroes in film, gaming, television, and comic books. The answer is yes. Absolutely. So I'm very, like, while I am not, those are not my lanes, I'm super excited that it is a lane being created For my people who are into all of that, because I have plenty of friends who are, and I think that this is long overdue, and I'm so happy that somebody was able to bring that into fruition. Sure, you're right. And then we're going to close out with actual trash. Oh, boy. Boycott Starbucks.
1: So, let's talk about this. Yeah. So, uh, I believe it, it, according to um, CNBC.com, on Thursday, April 12th, uh, two African-American men entered the Starbucks. In Philadelphia, on Spruce Street, mm-hmm. um, and okay, from what I understand, they went into the Starbucks and asked to use the restroom, mm-hmm. and the Starbucks staff told them that they that you had to pay to use uh, the restroom or to buy something. Mm-hmm. Um, they sat down because, I mean, we later learned that they were waiting to meet friend, a friend there. Right. They sat down. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's been confirmed whether or not. Starbucks staff asked them to leave, mm-hmm. um, but they sat down, and the Starbucks uh, staff called the cops and, and said that they were trespassing. That is...
0: <clears throat> tell them why... Tell the people why it is most unfortunate, Um, Richard Ross. Oh, yes.
1: So, the police commission... Okay, so the, the men were arrested. Uh, there is... Someone who was at the Starbucks recorded the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see the cops there talking to the men, asking them to leave, and you know the men are just asking why. They're n- from what you can tell, from wh- what uh, the perspective of the video, it doesn't appear that anyone is shouting mm-hmm. or uh, you know acting you know erratically. Mm-hmm. There's you know. From what I can see, the men sat with their hands on the table, visible, the whole time. Yep. Um, and, and the police were, you know, speaking to them and they were questioning and asking why. Mm-hmm. Um, other people came into... Other people who were sitting in the Starbucks also started to ask the cops, like, what, why are you bothering them? They're not doing anything. Yep. Um, And... Then the the person who they were going to meet, who was a white man, mm-hmm. came in, and you know was just like, well, well, can you tell me why you are, you know, bothering? them? there's other people that are in here, and you know, you can see that there's an exchange going on between them. Um, so they were arrested, the two men, um, and the were they were later they were not charged because the, there was not enough evidence to charge them for mm-hmm. anything. Um, but the co- police commissioner in Philadelphia, his name is Richard Ross. Uh, said he knew the inc- incident had prompted a lot of concern, but he said that his officers did absolutely nothing wrong. He made a video statement, and Ross said the employees at the store called 911 to report a disturbance and trespassing. And when the officers arrived, uh, Ross said staff told him that the two men had wanted to use the restroom but were informed it was for only for paying customers, and the pair repeatedly refused to leave when asked politely by the employees and the officers. Um, uh, so he's saying that that Starbucks had every right to call. Uh, the police, um, and he said that as a black man, he is familiar with how implicit bias works, so he uh, uh, understands, you know, all of that, but he, he uh maintains that his officers were acting in compliance with Man, policy.
0: fuck that nigga, because that's <laughs> trash. Like, you are a black man, and I don't care if you're part of the police force, you know these men were not outright, they were not irate, they were not acting out, they... Like, Listen, as a person who has <clears throat> worked in establishments where I understand that you want those who patron the establishment to purchase products, like you, you're not here to just uh, give out air conditioning and water to people. So I understand that. All you, If you don't want to let them use the bathroom because they're not purchasing anything... They don't have to use the bathroom, but I know 935 white people right now in this very second, probably on the very block that I'm on, who are sitting in somebody's coffee shop and not purchasing a single and not doing thing anything. right just now, just sitting. And you talk about you know how implicit bias works. Do you know how explicit bias works? This is works? what I'm saying. This because is nothing. Fuck. This is
1: ridiculous. He said that as an African American man, he was acutely aware of implicit bias, and I was like, well, I need him to get acutely aware of explicit.
0: Bias. I'm acutely aware that you don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about because <laughs> you you're. You're speaking things. You're not speaking sense right now. And it really frustrates me, especially in the age that we're living in and all that we've witnessed, um, when people involve law enforcement, knowing how that can go left real quick right, with young black people.
1: So the young lady who uh, posted the video initially on Twitter that is now viral, her name is Melissa DiPino. Um, she said the staff at the Starbucks called the police because the two men had not ordered anything while they were waiting for a friend she said, "White customers were wondering why it's never happened to us when we do the very same thing." That's a quote. Mm. So clearly, mm. um, it's a problem. It's a problem. So Starbucks is canceled, and yeah, I, I mean, as a as of right now, as far as I'm concerned, based on the information that I have, I'm good. Yeah, they've been canceled for me for a little
0: bit, um, but now I really can't. I can't. I can't patronize you at all, and your coffee ain't that good. It's mm-hmm. metallic. And that's enough trash for today because I'm irritated. Agreed. Uh, Let's move on to shout out to my sis. Let's do it. My sis is popping right now. Our sis, our shout out this week is for all of our brothers and sisters who showed up for the Getting Grown First Anniversary live show.
1: Man, listen. The, our show was on Friday, April 13th, as you as you may or may not have heard. Mm-hmm. And we were at the Arc Theater in Southeast D.C., and it was sold out. It was amazing. And y'all came and supported us, and we are ever, ever, ever so grateful. Super grateful. Um, we can't tell you how much um, it means that you guys would come and kick it with us for a little while. And Spend
0: I, your monies. Yeah,
1: man. And I've been saying, I mean, it was a... a Never having never done anything like that before, it was really uh, nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. And um, but once we got on the stage, I felt comfortable. Um, I did. I, I can't say that you know the lights helped because I couldn't <laughs> see anybody. But it was also kind of like um, a gift and a curse because yeah. I couldn't see whether or not people were laughing, yawning, mm-hmm. rolling their eyes mm-hmm. over it. But from what the feedback that we received uh, so far has been largely positive it has so and i'm grateful
0: you guys you guys are dope for that and um i guess now we can
1: we can talk about other cities we can because we, listen we made y'all a deal we did we said if we sell out our first we'll go mm-hmm. on the road so hopefully we can um maybe we'll put out a poll
0: perhaps let's put out a poll where should we go let's put out a poll of where we should go next so we can gonna give you all. how many things can you put on a poll two or three like, uh, like
1: a poll on Twitter? Yeah. Four. I you put four? Oh, no, I don't think there's a limit, honestly. No? Okay,
0: well, then we're going to put out some cities, and we're going to see what kind of responses we get.
1: We're already cooking up something uh, <coughs> yes. in the spring. Ooh, Hopefully, so when Springs decides to get off her butt and show up. Yes. But, um, Shit. yeah, so... Oh, look at that. I know! <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, shout out, shout out to y'all. Uh, Shout out to all of our friends who showed up. We had a special guest. We We had a surprise for the girls. Uh, Fury Nation came and joined us uh, to take out the trash. He did.
0: And it was trash to take out. It was so much trash to take out.
1: (laughs) Crystal Jean kicked it with us around the kitchen table. And Dustin and Asante hosted the Q&A. And they opened up for us. So it was a good time. The sleeper friends were in the building. Absolutely.
0: And shout out to Alex for everything. Absolutely. Oh, and damn it. I don't even have the damn thing on me. I... And, nope, I'm going to do it next week. What? Um, I want to shout out my, our, our wonderful photographers. My oh, peoples, yes. My people. Yes, yes, But yes. I want to make sure I do it properly. So I'm going to yeah. make sure I get all that information Um, because Kia and I are in the studio together this week.
1: Won't he do it? So
0: uh, I'm going to get that information and that's going to be, be my shout out next
1: week. Yeah, but shout out to y'all, man. We yeah. love you. We love you so much. Oh, and if I can quickly while yes, I'm thinking please. about it. um, I had a customized jean jacket. Yes, made. Um, I reached out to my good friend Sierra, the artist Sierra Lynn. I will include her uh, uh, contact information in the description box. But Sierra is a awesome artist and entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and she does um, hand painted custom jackets and. Anything like she would paint anything. Mm-hmm. I've seen her paint Tim's and Ugg's and Doc Martens, and she made me an awesome jacket she did. that yeah. was a great tribute to my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of like featured a lot of the things that I say all the time, like God is not gonna play you. And
0: it was just awesome. It had getting grown, it had getting
1: grown on it. I will, I will, I will also post a picture. Y'all support Sierra, yes, she's doing awesome work. She, you know, was late, used to be a teacher, uh, like a school teacher. She was Laid off and went into business for herself, and has, has has you know had lots and lots and lots of success over the last few years. Been featured on you know um, television a couple of times, and yeah. has made pieces for lots of celebrities. Like she's she's done some stuff for. SWV and Tasha Cops and, you know, just a whole, like, just, you know, she's out here. So, shout out. I'll be calling you. Yes, indeed. Shout out to you, Sierra. Thank you for my jacket. I love it, love it, love it. And uh, y'all go check her out. Yes. And Allison for the makeup. Oh, yes. Allison Facts Beauty busted and disgusted these faces. She sure did. She painted us down. She beat us up.
0: I appreciate you, sis. So,
1: we appreciate all
0: of you guys. We appreciate everybody who took a part and made this a success. And uh, we can't wait to see what everything grows into.
1: Yeah, man. We out here. All right, boys and girls, men and women, cats and dogs, hamburgers and hot dogs, peas <laughs> and rice. We're back at the kitchen table, and we're excited because we have a guest. We do.
0: Oh, my gosh. Kia is geeking. Beyonce is in the
1: studio. Oh, whoa. <laughs> the Beyonce of higher education. <laughs> and I'm just trying to be a young Cardi B. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So, I'm very excited because the one and only Dr. Lori Patton Davis is joining us today around the kitchen table. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, Thank we're going to have coming. so much fun. Uh, Dr. Davis is a professor of higher education at uh, Indiana. Indiana University. University. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is the current president of the Association for the Study of Higher Education, mm-hmm. and we are geeked to have her Hi- at the <laughs> kitchen table today. <laughs> Boots. We're, we're going to have some conversation just about um, Lori and who she is and her work, the awesome work that she's doing, centering on uh, the perspectives of African-American in African-Americans American African in post-secondary context, um, and just, you know, all kinds of good stuff. Um, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll start. Um, welcome. Thank you. I'm we're happy here. to be here. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to have you. I'm gonna allow you to introduce yourself because I probably couldn't do it any justice anyway. So just tell us about who you are, of course, Dr. Patton Davis as Doctor Patton Davis, but who is
2: Lori? Oh wow! Let's see. Lori is a black woman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, born and raised in East St. Louis, Illinois, hey. and I am a mom of two bomb ass kids, hey. Parker hey. and Preston. <laughs> yes. Uh, wife of my husband Tobias. Mm-hmm. Um, Come on, I them, am man. a scholar yes. of higher education research. Um, I study the experiences of black women and girls throughout the educational pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of my professional reputation has come from studying issues of race and racism in higher ed. Um, yeah, so scholar, researcher, um, public speaker, and now president of ASH, which uh, since last year, uh, is now Ashe. Yes. Because it's so extra black oh, these yes. days. Oh, yeah, Ashe. Um, Change has come.
0: <laughs> that's right. Change has come. Because we don't even be known as Ashe. We don't want to We don't want to be this is that? not Ashe.
1: This is Ashe. Ashe. Yes. <laughs> Y'all better sit down down. <laughs> right. And have, you know, get comfortable in that. But um, yeah, that's awesome. You're the president of Ash. Let's talk a little bit about that right okay. away. Okay. Um, I was just curious in terms of, like, what does that mean? Tell us about what the job is and how you got it. Was it something that you looked to do? Was it something that you wanted? Or is it something that just happened?
2: It kind of just came. So, um, ASH has been a really interesting uh, intellectual space for me. Um, Most folks uh, who are, you know, going through um, higher ed doctoral programs are encouraged by their mentors to go to ASH or Mm -hmm. whatever for professional development but I was working full time uh, doing my PhD so I wasn't into Ash. Right. I didn't go until I got a faculty job and um, I mean I went I enjoyed it and while I was at Ash just my network Started building and I found a space that really uh, supported my research and work that I was doing. And so I would say maybe around 2010, I got the Ash Early Career Award, which is, you know, a, a, a big deal or whatever. And I was the first black woman mm-hmm. to, to get that mm-hmm. uh, award. And now with this presidency, I'm the first black woman mm-hmm. president of Ash. And so <laughs> um, Beyonce's I, in the building. <laughs> I only have a year. But I'm trying to turn Ash out. Absolutely. Um, And so, basically, um, the president, you know, we do governance-related things, but the chunk of my work is around the conference. And this year, the conference theme is Envisioning the Woke Academy. Woke. And uh, I selected that theme, not with trepidation, but with a little hesitation because I'm like, okay, we got all these older people. Mm -hmm. They ain't going to know what Wokey is, but they're retiring, they're moving on. Uh, and one of my biggest critiques of higher ed and uh, in, in my research is around the fact that higher education ain't woke. You know, mm-hmm. when we think about the inequities uh, in society, higher education has a major role in a lot of what we see. And so I my goal was to really come up with a theme that would encourage our members to think about the critical nature of our research. Are we asking the right questions? Are we centering people? Are we using people and talking about their lives and then dismissing them? You know, right. like, just really be critically conscious about uh, the research that we promote. Right. And so, you know, how do we get in touch with history, like a lot of institutions are sort of trying to reckon with their um, past ties to slavery, mm-hmm. and that's a really, you know, big step, but there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of history that needs to be unpacked, um, um, <clears throat> and so that's really what the theme is, and I'm trying to create a space that's more community engaged. I think higher ed is really an insular Absolutely. space. And so how do we do work that feeds the community, that serves the community, that centers uh, voices that are typically invisible when we think about higher ed research?
0: That's amazing. What did you, what was your major in undergrad?
2: Oh, um, I had a major in uh, speech communication with a minor in sociology. Okay.
0: Sociology as well. I love sociology. (laughs) (laughs) But what, how did you get into higher education?
2: Well, with our field, usually, you know, if you're really involved as an undergraduate, Mm -hmm. I'm in a sorority, Mm -hmm. homecoming, doing all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and just really involved on student government. And I didn't know that higher ed was a field that you actually could work (laughs) in, right? Mm -hmm. And so I ended up doing my master's degree in student affairs and then uh, my Ph.D. in higher ed and... I didn't plan to be a faculty member, but I had a black woman who said, you need to be a faculty member. We need to see more of you in the classroom. That sounds familiar. Mary Howard Hamilton, (laughs) shout out. Um, Yes. uh, So she was the one who was always there encouraging me. I remember I met her when I was doing my master's program, and I'm in this room full of white people. Mm -hmm. Mm And they do this thing where, Stress. you know, right? All, all, all the students who are visiting, they get to stand up and talk about where they're from. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know where East St. Louis is. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I stand up and I'm like, God, I don't want to do this. Nobody's going to cheer for me. You know, everybody else from Chicago <laughs> and all these places. And Mary was a lone person, gave me a standing ovation because oh. she's from Alton, Illinois, which is right next right. door. And so Good. she was one of the first people within the higher ed space to sort of validate me and, you know, validate me being there in and, 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 and in that space. I, you know, got the degrees and kind of got nurtured into this faculty pathway and it's been good so far,
0: and I'm sure as a black woman that has led you to these other passions. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> experiences lots of and so forth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love it. I'm I'm grinning because I feel like Jay was saying it's familiar because you know we've been friends for a while and mm-hmm. she's watched me kind of figure out the pathway mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as well, and it's been awesome to have models like you, my chair, Sharon Freez, Britt, mm-hmm. and Kimberly Griffin, and you know all of the countless other women Mm -hmm. um, in our field who are doing this amazing work, who we get to come and engage with at these kind of conferences, these spaces. But when we get to our campuses, we find ourselves by ourselves a whole lot. Even in that, even in that, though, um, I think that we are kind of growing in number as a population of black women, specifically in this field and in many fields. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk more about you as the first black woman to Ash. And mm-hmm. it be in 2018, so I'm just wondering, like, you know, do you feel like, why is it just now? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. having having it, it's, it's taken us a while to get to have a, a black woman in this seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think that's about? <laughs> <laughs> <Crickets>. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there are lots um, of reasons, but
0: 2018 just, don't mean shit. If we're <laughs> just gonna be real.
1: That don't mean nothing. Uh, clearly not.
2: <laughs> I'll get, I will give Ash credit in that I'm not the first woman of color. So there right. have been uh maybe two or three Latina mm-hmm. presidents, um, and two black man presidents. Yes. But I mean, in every um category we think about black women are often, you know, thought about last, I mm-hmm. be afterthought. Mm-hmm. And so um it's not surprising to me that it's taken to twenty eighteen. Um and honestly, I don't know who the next. Yeah. I hope I'm not the last. Yeah. Um, but I, my feeling is that um, whether it's higher ed or any field, you know, black women, you know, I look at black women as possibility models, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm doing in this role. I don't, aside from talking about racism and heterosex patriarchy, mm-hmm. I don't know why else. You know, black women, you know, would be last. Uh, We should be first. We are first. Absolutely. People just don't know. Um, They know. That's why they keep trying to copy us. (laughs) They just don't want to admit it. I mean, (laughs) love who we are, but don't love us, right? Exactly. So, you know, it's taken a long time, and I'm just going to try to do the best I can in these next several months to... What is it? Uh, what's the word? I'm looking for? Slay, slay, yes, slay, slay. Like Beyonce's language. Slay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You are her. She, she. <laughs> on and She's one and the same.
1: So since we're talking about black women, mm-hmm. you know, we've discussed the different tropes that are oftentimes, you know, placed mm-hmm. on us, like mm-hmm. strong black women trope, the angry black women trope. We talked a lot of, yeah, we talked a lot about that, um, and and how you know we have to kind of carry these things throughout our our daily lives. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, I'm going to take a personal privilege to ask for my own advice. It's like, even within the space of of our field, um, I felt pressure from, you know, white people, but also from other black women Mm -hmm. and other people of color, um, you know, that feel, that that like to tell me how I have to exist in this space, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in order to have some level of success. Mm -hmm. You know, Kat and I work in the practice and policy space versus, you know, being traditional Mm -hmm. faculty, and that's a thing. You know, and I'm, I like to be myself. I'm from New York. I I wear long nails, I'm bracelets, and I got blonde hair right now, and I do what I want to do, but Mm -hmm. it has gotten back to me that some people have felt away Mm -hmm. or felt like, or even me having this podcast, I wonder if that compromises the integrity of my scholarship or how people perceive me. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you could speak to some of those things, because a lot of us are in these in these spaces and feeling and dealing with this pressure um, and trying to figure out how how do we maintain ourselves mm-hmm. and, you know, take care of ourselves, but still, you know, reach the goals that we've set professionally. Right.
2: Um. So I've been lucky enough. So I had a black woman mentor mm-hmm. in uh, the higher ed space and then. I've modeled a lot of that with black women, you know, that I mentor. And my advice has always, so I love to tell people to wear a dress, but that's because I like dresses. (laughs) Not not because it it needs to be to impress someone. Like when we were coming in today, I was looking at y'all's shoes, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, those are so cute. (laughs) (laughs) And so for me, I mean, and maybe it's, I don't, I didn't always feel this way, but I feel this way now. Be who you are like where the nails, the the bomb make I like that. I like that highlight. That's That's cool. Cool. <laughs> um, the <laughs> hair. Be comfortable in who you are because, you know, you only have to answer to you. Mm. There and anybody's discomfort really is about themselves. Mm-hmm. It is it's really not about you. Um I just say, do you. I do, like, when we were at lunch yesterday and I was talking to Sheila about that picture of the collar. Yes. Like, if you're going to do you, you got to be tight. Right. You, you got to look good, the whole, you know, head to toe. You got to look good. But if it means, you know, your feet hurt and you don't want to wear five inch heels, mm-hmm. don't do it. Right. You know, um, I gave that up a long time ago. I'm <laughs> mm. like, I'm walking around here with my colleagues. You know, they outpacing me walking fast in them damn flats. <laughs> you know, and I'm going to be trying to keep up in these high heel shoes that. With yeah them. these high these high heel shoes aren't writing the articles they're not writing That's the books, it. and so you know I'm just look, I'm I wear jeans, just look good. What question you for because you, cause you mm-hmm. said
0: you mentioned something interesting right there. you said you didn't always feel that mm-hmm. way. Tell me about that a little bit. Tell us about that oh,
2: um, you know. I think some of the socialization in graduate school and just throughout uh, college was a more more about wearing a suit mm-hmm. and wearing heels and always wearing pantyhose mm-hmm. and all of those things. And I'm like, I'm not comfortable in that. You know how you you're not comfortable with something, but you haven't reconciled mm-hmm. what's wrong with it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't. I just kind of grew into the space where I just didn't. I didn't care. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't enough to lose me in the process. Like I'm going to be comfortable, I'm going to be cute, you know, and I feel better Mm -hmm. presenting Mm -hmm. and talking with people when I feel comfortable. And so I had to start making the process about me and not making other people feel comfortable, which which is, I I think many women, women of color, you know, are taught to reduce ourselves yes. so that other people can feel good yes. around us. and yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially women of color. Right. Yeah.
0: Especially, I used to have this one lady I worked in a law firm and she used to come and tell me if something was low cut. I don't wear no low First of all, I don't even have good cleavage. <laughs> so I know I wasn't wearing low uh-huh. cut tops but if she saw a hint of anything it was always something and I feel like a lot of times, and we've kind of touched on this a yeah. little bit that we kind of put that pressure mm-hmm. on ourselves mm-hmm. and each other mm-hmm. as people of color. And half the time, white people don't be paying attention to that kind of stuff because they'll go out looking all kinds of
2: ways. Any kind of listen, way. they
1: show up listen. any kind I have of way. I've been
2: in so many departments <laughs> where sure. What's that on your white jeans? men oh. got t shirts. <laughs> exactly. With, wearing, just listen, wearing any kind of listen. old thing. And I'm dang now mm-hmm. if I did that I'd be exactly. called raggedy and exactly. all of that Only. but at this point I'm like I can do that mm-hmm. but I'm gonna <laughs> do it the way I want to do it yeah and yeah it's just now I can make sense of it and talk about it and before it was like dang, you know yeah. there's something out right here how do I make sense of this and, and now I can you know actually articulate it you That's really
1: nailed you. it when you said uh you know the things that we do or don't do to make other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, one of the things that clicked for me is when I realized that I have to be comfortable with the space that I take up first. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, it's just is what it is and I don't have to apologize for it. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't have to explain it. Mm. And people's opinions don't necessarily have to change it. you mm. be like,
2: oh. your nails are long. Like, that is correct. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yes. Or you don't have no nails. <laughs> right. <You're> right. <laughs> right. <You're> right. <laughs> and the thing, you know, the the part about our own people, you know, this whole idea of respectability politics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who you need to be. Yeah. Like, I love Cardi B and I love Tiffany Haddish. Yes. I love that they're loud. Yes. I love that mm-hmm. they just do them. You know, mm-hmm. they do themselves and it makes Other people, uh, sometimes black people feel uncomfortable because, you know, again, a lot of people feel like we need to cater to this white dominant way of being. And I love that they don't.
0: But the thing about it is it's not even a white dominant because it's. Like we said, white people just do what they want, so it's like, why can't we? That's and I the think, privilege because they operate yeah, in the system. But they got
2: the credibility they have. Exactly. and be, they get the the benefit of the doubt anyway. Yeah, do. and, do. and you know, black people often feel like we got to be a certain way to just get the benefit they of do. the Yeah, the proving. No, yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. I went to Chelsea Market one day. Dressed how I dress, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a dress down day, mm-hmm. and I know I got followed around multiple. Somebody came and offered me their chips. Uh, <laughs> like, <what? laughs> they were like, I have these extra chips. I'm not gonna eat them, but I just don't want to throw them away. Would you? I was like, come on, fam. I just bought myself some tacos. Like, yeah, right. I'm, I'm not homeless. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But contrary, we probably. can call you know we can call homeless and homely yeah. and raggedy mm-hmm, like you said mm-hmm, and all mm-hmm. kinds of shit. But they can do what they want. We need to start doing what we want. Yes. Me too. And do that's you. why I'm so excited about
1: envisioning the Woke Academy yes. because I feel like it's our chance I'm to do what we want. I'm excited about it, too. Oof. I feel like it's our chance to do what we want. And I really love the engagement piece. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we often we sit from the ivory tower and we talk about the problems of the world amongst ourselves, but we don't. You we know, reach, out to, reach out to the people who we could actually help. Interview them, get all yeah, the knowledge, and then yeah. leave them. So. And allow them to tell their stories. Right. Because their stories are often centered in ways that are not fair to them. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, So, I'm excited. Can you tell the people about... We're envisioning the Woke Academy is going to be uh, happening at the Ash Conference in November in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, can we talk a bit about what that's going to be like?
2: Like, mm-hmm. Oh, some of the things I have planned or the about thing- the theme? Oh. Well, either
1: or. The theme, Ooh. we can talk about what's on, the, what's on deck. Everything. All the things we well, want to know. Well,
2: I can't mention keynote speakers because I don't have any <laughs> We're working hit, on hit that. Kimberly Crenshaw, Yes, indeed. Get this. Um, I'm trying to uh, work on some speakers uh, and really get people who are beyond higher ed. So mm-hmm. I think, again, when we talk about higher ed research, it is all higher ed. Like everybody cites the same people. Right. Um, and... I come from a space where c- c- citing someone is like real estate, mm-hmm. you know? And so the same people get cited over and over again and their work grows. People of color, not so much. right? Um, and a lot of the stuff that I use is from other fields and this sociology, mm-hmm. um, black studies. And so there are people in these fields who do higher ed work, but they don't see ASH as a space. Right. And so I'm trying to broaden what we mean when we talk about higher ed research and who can do uh, higher ed research. Um, but there are a couple of uh, things I'm trying to do. I don't know that they will happen, mm-hmm. um, but I am trying to partner with uh, the African-American Policy Forum to do a town hall looking at uh, incarcerated and formerly incarcerated uh, women and girls of color. Yes. Uh, in their college pathways. I don't know if that will happen. Yeah. I have a meeting today. I'm gonna pray. And we're gonna pray um, with who? you. We're gonna pray with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, also, um, given that we're uh in Florida and there are so many HBCUs, I'm trying to do something with uh local high schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, a film viewing of Tell Them We Are Rising. Yes um and they have some of our members uh, engage in roundtable discussions mm-hmm. with students and their families about you know these different aspects of college whether it's um, the admissions process mm-hmm. or financial aid um I uh, am trying to do something related to uh, refugee and undocumented. Mm-hmm. Uh students in higher ed. Uh again, that's that's an area I don't feel like we can be in Tampa and not do that. Yeah, totally. Uh so figuring out you know how, how to make that unfold um uh is in the works. What else am I doing? I mean, we talked about so many things. Look, I tried to do a presidential podcast, but <laughs> Kat told me no. She was like, No, we're gonna get you on other people's podcasts. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So the other big thing about the conference is that Um, We're commemorating 1968, Mm -hmm. so I am hoping to hear back from uh, these folks about a grant. Uh, I want to do an exhibit that looks at higher education in 1968 and student protests and activism, Um, and it's supposed to be reflective so we can think, okay, you know, it's 2018, Mm -hmm. 50 years later, and we're still seeing, you know, some of the same things, and how might uh, our contributions as researchers and scholars help to shift um, higher education? Um, Girl, you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We love it. We I love, love it.
0: it. Uh, um, Have you seen the HBO? So it just came out. It's an HBO and Vice documentary called Raised in the System. With Omar. You with Michael K. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Omar, Omar,
2: Omar. You better reference uh, The okay. Wire. <laughs> I love The Wire. Oh, we I can watch his, it over and over again. We went
0: to the screening for it the other day, and he was there, and he spoke. And uh, I encourage you, especially... I. I'm praying for, for your meeting today because I think that is beautiful. I think you would really, really love that documentary. It's coming out every Friday.
2: Oh, wow. And okay. um,
0: and it's talking about the youth to prison pipeline and wow. how uh, that starts so young. And it starts from people mm-hmm. with their parents and how they're trapping a lot of these young black and Latinos um, in the system so early yes. that they don't even have an opportunity to figure out how to, how to work their way out. So...
1: Okay. Yeah, check I, that I, out.
2: I just read uh, Monique Morris's uh push out. Yep. Mm-hmm. And oof. Yeah. That one was a hard one. Yeah. That mm-hmm. one was a hard one. Um and I think with this conversation around incarceration and the system, it's it's so important, but it's also unintentionally male dominated. Yes. Right. And we forget about our girls. Yes. And so I'm really, really committed to sort of illuminating yes. um that piece. Yeah.
1: You've done a lot of work on black women.
2: I love black women. Me too. Me
1: too. <laughs> Me
2: too. too.
1: We want to hear. Just... Let us let the people know more about their re- your research on black women. I know the book is. Coming.
2: Well, it's out. It's um, out. Uh, so the most recent book is Critical Perspectives on Black Women in uh higher ed. And again, there's been this burgeoning body of research on black men and boys. Oh, and, yes. Uh the My Brothers Keeper initiative, mm-hmm. which was wonderful. Absolutely. You know, not without critique, but it was wonderful. Right. Um and it shed light on so many issues and all while that conversation was going on, I'm like, well, what about black girls? You know, what about black us? girls? Um, and so since I'm in higher ed, I um, have seen all of these programs focusing on, you know, uh, getting black men to graduate. Mm-hmm. And again, the the way the I don't know if you all remember this headline that black women are the most educated yes. women. That lie. And it, it's a lie. <laughs> that lie. It that is lie. a lie. Right. Um, and some black women sort of took it up as, you know, Mm -hmm. yay, Mm -hmm. but this one right here, I'm like, no, not so much. Um, and so, uh, the book, the critical perspectives book was really a chance for me to bring together some black women scholars Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about some of these issues and higher where do black women find support? Um, what, what do they do upon graduation? What, what does it mean to not just be black, but to be Afro-Caribbean or, you know, like just trying to look at these multifaceted ways of understanding, um, black women's experiences in college. Absolutely. That Hmm. book is out. The book I'm working on right now with Venus Evans Winters and, um... Uh, Charlotte Jacobs is on black women and girls across the educational pipeline. And we got some heavy hitters writing, but it will deal with, you know, uh, disabilities, the justice system, um, the way for profit institutions prey on um, black women. Uh, black women in community colleges and so it's it's intended to look across the educational pipeline at black women yeah uh, and girls
1: I love dr Evans I met I met her at a a did. oh she's everything she did. <laughs> I had a I met her at the CREA conference a critically responsive evaluation assessment conference mm-hmm. in Chicago in October and we were in a session together and we just kind of connected because even in the course of the conversation uh, about like what is culturally relevant evaluation Mm-hmm the narrative of the black male was kind of like the center, and we mm. and the, she and I were just kind of like, well, um, excuse me, <laughs> right? <laughs> we do we do also need to address you know certain things, these things as they relate to the experience of black women and the multidimensional. Um, you know experiences of black women like we're all not one one size fit all so and that shows
2: just how 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 forgettable black women and girls can be in conversations and it's not even intended but I mean you just forget while
1: we're sitting in the room Mm -hmm. like while we're Mm -hmm. right there Mm -hmm. so it totally happens
0: I'm excited let's shift it because we talked about your work I mean girl I thought I was busy you Mm -hmm. are on a whole different planet um (laughs) Like <laughs> seriously, you on Pluto? It ain't even a planet on right? <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you balance all of that? Like you yeah. mentioned, Parker and and, give, and Parker and Preston, Preston. Preston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. beautiful names. How do you balance all?
2: That? How do you balance all that? I don't feel like I balance. Mm-hmm. I negotiate my time. Ooh, yes. say a word. I Goals. negotiate. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I'm really lucky to have a partner who gets it, mm-hmm. who is willing to. Let me shine. Like he knew what I did when we got together. And he's the one. He put together the website. He's oh, you're doing the thing today. I need to update the website. Yes. You know? <laughs> and so he is incredibly supportive of me and the work that I do. If 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 it wasn't for him and of course my faith and family, like I couldn't do it mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't be able to be here mm-hmm. if he you know wasn't you know pushing me saying you know do this you know he knows I want to do film he and bought me the books to read through because mm-hmm. I don't have time to go to school right. <laughs> like you know, just read this you can do it um, and so he is the biggest advocate um, who listens to my ideas tells me when something is whack mm-hmm. he is He's amazing. That sounds familiar. Yes, yeah. yeah. I
0: got one of those. Yes, yes. and and, those.
2: and if you don't have one of those, I, I you know I can't imagine you know what some women go through uh, who are you know married and they don't have that sort of support. Um, and then the other thing is collaboration. So mm-hmm. in higher ed and just in the academy, this belief that you need to be individual, solo, the first author, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't breed a climate of collaboration, but I don't know any other way to do something unless it's, you know, within community. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, every time there's an opportunity, if I can't do it, I'm like, I can't do it. But can you talk to these four or five people mm-hmm. who all black women, you know, about, <laughs> you know, right. uh, an opportunity or if there are, you know, ways to collaborate, you know, I can, Cat has been like mm-hmm. team Lori. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's just through really other Black women lifting me up. Um, You hear that, Onika? (laughs) Do you hear that, Onika?
1: You hear that? This message is for you, Nicki Minaj.
2: Okay. Yeah, so it's just lifting up, um, and I... I can't imagine doing it without, you know, black women supporting me. Because the um, problems that
1: we're trying to to solve are huge
2: problems. And I think it's uh, black women got that, that, that potion. And I don't think it's so I know a lot of uh, people love black girl magic. I love it too, but mm-hmm. I just don't want people to forget the labor.
1: Yeah. Say it's that. magic, but
2: it's work. It is a whole lot of work. Ooh. So uh And we tied. Yeah, you <laughs> <lost it>. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm gonna go to sleep in that cab listen, on back to the hotel. Listen. Uh, but it's just work, but it's work that I love. Um as long as it's, you know, uplifting black people, black women. Um, and then I you know, I got a bomb ass mother. Yeah, you know, who just Mm. keeps it real me too yes keeps (laughs) it real oh my and two sisters yes who Mm. you know help raise me my Mm. father isn't with us anymore but i mean i just have always been around community so i never feel like anything i do uh is honestly about me Mm. um it's really you know about community and you know building something absolutely i have one last question for you i don't know if kia has any more
0: Of um where
2: you get them glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. This, this thing, so, you know, self-care is a really big word oh, now, right? It. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to go and get my glasses. You know, I would do lens crafters, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to invest. Yes, because
1: like, you wear them on yes. your face. Yeah, I'm
2: just, I'm, I'm going to pay Absolutely. this. Extreme amount of money for these glasses Amen. because I want to, A- you A- know. Nine. I'm not gonna worry about, mm-hmm. you know, these other things, and so that's sort of another thing that I've grown into that I can care for other people and care for me too. At the same like time. if I don't care for me at the center of it all, then I, you know, I'm worthless to everybody else. You're and so right. I'm just trying to. Um... You see how she ain't tell me where she got them glasses? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me tell you. That's how we do, girl. <laughs> these, these
2: are Burberrys, but, yes! but I got Yes, Burberry. Um,
0: I, I, Wealthy, Burberry, honey. y'all need
2: Wealthy. to start uh, supporting black women and girls. That's but, right. Uh, I also got some uh, Balenciagas. Those I'm gonna hit you with Balenci. those. That ass, Ash. Okay. Ash. 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 Yeah, I'm at Ash, but so. my glasses
0: ain't. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do have uh, yeah. one more question. Okay. Yes. Please. I want to know what Lori Patton Davis does for fun. Oh, I want to know how she turns up. I want to know if there's okay. a turn up. Okay, yeah, because I see the. I that, we see know. the Yes, <laughs> It has, has pushed a little bit. You got to let her out it's sometime. It's in there.
2: It's in there. <laughs> um, I do a lot. So I really love. Um, tonight is going to be a struggle because there's this party tonight, but it's also the finale of Walking Dead and. <laughs> you know, the beginning of Fear the Walking Dead. So I, I watch that every time. Like, I love that. TV. Um, I, do, I do love TV. Self-care. I love but, TV. But um, I love travel. When I have an opportunity to travel, I take it. Um, I love roller coasters. Me too. Ooh, me too. Um. Hmm. So we go in to
0: Cedar Points.
2: Yes, oh, I yeah. love yeah. Totally. roller coasters. Hell
0: yeah! I'm, it's gonna be me and the doctors. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> we have to bring Dustin because yeah. Jay, Dustin, <laughs> and the doctors. Oh, it'll be fun. We're gonna make it a special. <laughs>
2: I, I love music. Yes. Um the song that I have been listening to repeatedly over and over again is prepared by Jill Scott. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just I just wanna be yeah. just Hey, sing, yeah. hey, sing, baby. Hey. Sing, baby. Hey, hey. 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 I love this Jill Scott. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but you know, anytime when she's
1: singing. Saying, yeah Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when she speaks, most of the time. <laughs> but we don't have to talk about that. I know. We don't I, have to talk about that. I love when I she sings, too. I love when she sings. <laughs> she
2: got to sing. I love Lauren Hill when she be showing up on time. When she shows mom? up, right? When you know. she shows up. Well, um, But yeah, music yeah. just, I don't know, transports me to another space. And I can listen to it at home and dance by myself. Yep. Or tonight, like tonight, I'm, I'm going to dance at this party. The black and brown. Yes, I'm, I'm going to be there. <laughs> well, I'm going to be there. I'm going to have their cameras out. That's yeah. President dancing, Yeah. I'm sure, sure is, is. And I'm she's on beat.
1: Please take no. Right. <laughs>
2: I'm coming.
1: Please take no. Hi, I'm Dr.
0: Um, <laughs> you
1: do right. chef. You can come with me. <laughs> Dr. <Doctor fine>. Chef. <laughs> well, Lori, we are so, so grateful. We hope that you have enjoyed your time with <laughs> us because we have had so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having oh me. Oh, my gosh. I'm great. Keep Hopefully. doing this. Yes. Keep doing this. Thank you. You haven't
0: heard the rest of the show
1: hello <laughs> <So, laughs> well we
0: have fun yeah
1: it's our oh, we do we have, we have a good now, time y'all
2: added me so I sound good to the people oh girl you we sound will. amazing Ty,
1: Okay. work hopefully, your magic hopefully uh, this is not the last <laughs> of our collaborations and we'll be able to work together in the future well, I'm gonna
2: try to get y'all uh, I'm gonna try to uh, have podcast central at ass. we trying to Come be there yes let's be there I would, yes, there.
1: I would there. love it would love we want it. to we would I want to bust up
0: in the place <laughs> and ruin yes. everything that everybody's oh, learned oh
1: my gosh Florida so, stand up Florida if y'all want to see us at ash if y'all want to come to Tampa and hang out with us let us know we yes. will definitely come yes but yes we appreciate you so we much do. we appreciate thank you so you. much thank you for taking thank your you time you. You. Thank, thank you, you so much we love you lori we're going to put love all the things.
0: links in the <laughs> description box of where you can find um, lori yes and um you have any closing words no
1: I just love Laurie.
0: Yes. Mm. Me too now. <laughs> Me too now. I'm about to come in thank my you. jeans and shake my ass with you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Let's do it! Let's do it! Let's do it! All right, bet. All right. Thank you, thank Lori. You. Thank you.
1: This week's podcast is brought to you by EverlyWell. Who has the time to get lab work done? Figuring out the costs, what the results mean, even where to get them done is its own battle. But now, it's easy to order the test you want at everlywell.com. EverlyWell is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of tests, from food sensitivity, which measures your sensitivity to 96 different foods that may be causing you discomfort, to metabolism, to an at-home STD test. Yes, you can test for STDs all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Each test is physician-reviewed, private, simple, and processed through a certified lab. All you need to do is head over to everlywell.com, choose
0: your test, and they'll be shipped directly to your doorstep. Once you collect your sample and send it back to Everly Well Certified Lab Partner, you'll get your doctor-reviewed, easy-to-read results online in days. No more sitting in wait rooms, no more mystery bill, and no more waiting on your results. Head to EverlyWell.com and use promo code G-R-O-W-N to take 15% off your first order. That's E-V-E-R-L-Y-W-E-L-L dot C-O-M, promo code GROWN for 15% off your first order. Take control of your health today with Everly Well's at-home health tests. Your tests on your time and on your terms with Everly Well. Honestly? Truly. It is time for the Honesty Box. Let's do it. Hi, Jade and Kia. Hey. Hi, excuse me. Hi, Kia and Jade. Oh, well, hello. Yes, hello. <laughs> I have to make sure I read everything properly. Okay. Please give me an anonymous name. Okay. I've been a long-time listener since day one and fan since before that. You guys always give such sound advice that resonates with me, and boy, do I need some sound advice right about now. Oh, Lord. I am a 23-year-old Christian African woman in a relationship with a man from a Muslim Middle Eastern background. Okay. We've been together for four years and are very happy together. My parents found out about us sometime last year, and the roof hit the the fan. My parents... (laughs) Are strong African Christians and were not okay with finding out that their daughter was with someone who was not of God. To keep the peace in the family, I told them that we'd broken up, although we are still very much together. We tried separating for a bit, but that didn't work out because it was something neither of us wanted. My parents were worried that I would be brainwashed and will convert to Islam, something I have zero intentions of doing. And after my whole life being raised in the church, I've learned to judge and relate with people based on the goodness of their hearts rather than the label they use to identify themselves. Amen. My partner has an incredible soul that has helped me through some of the toughest times in my life. His support has grown even stronger in recent times with these parental issues coming up. I no longer think of him as a boyfriend. I think of him as a partner, um, as that is a role he has grown to fill over time. We never argue about religion as he isn't overly religious himself and supports me and my faith. I was never very close to my parents, but I loved them. We just have different values. They dismissed my partner before they ever met him simply because of his difference in faith. That is a value that I will never expose and wouldn't want to pass on to my future children. The problem is I'm starting to feel a bit of guilt, lying to my parents about it now. I also feel bad hiding a partner who is amazing and truly deserves better than he has received so far in terms of judgment from my family. To top it off, I have to move back home for a bit of financial reasons, and my parents who live in Africa will be visiting often. I'll be living with my siblings, some of whom are unaware that he and I are back together. We will be longish distance, two hours away, and i have to hide my relationship from others the entire time. What should I do? Should I tell them about him and possibly risk losing my parents or wait until I am independent and in a really good place financially to reveal the truth and damn the consequences? Kia, I'd like to get your opinion on this as I know that you take your faith and walk with God very seriously. What advice would you give a friend who was in my predicament? Please help. Um, P.S. <laughs> You have a PS. We, of course, aren't silly. We recognize that a life together will have its problems. We have discussed the major issues we'll face. and agree on a lot of the difficult decisions to be made. At this point, I just want a chance to be happy with the person that I love. I would appreciate any advice I can get. Okay. Well, Lord. So, I... um, What are we going to call her? Um,
1: Let's call her Shaka.
0: I was going to call her Yoked.
1: Yoked, Yeah, for an unevenly yoked. yoked. That's so stupid. <laughs> I don't want to call a person yoked. I know. I, want to call, I don't know why I said Shaka. I was thinking of Shaka. But we can call her Shaka. We can call her Shakia. Shakia. <laughs> you go ahead. This was for you, boo. Nah, man. I need time to think. Okay. Damn. All right. So, Shakia is 23?
0: Yes. She's been with this man for four years.
1: And she says she's about to move back in with her parents or move in with a sibling?
0: Yeah, with a sibling.
1: So I feel like um, if it were me, I'm nervous. Because I'm saying, I I think, I don't want to tell her to do something that would get her... That would compromise her living situation.
0: Obviously, I don't. I I mean, be responsible.
1: I want you to be responsible and to think about that first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, I also feel like you have to make decisions for yourself and learn how to take full responsibility for those choices. Right. Um, I do not feel like this is something you should lie about. Yeah, because I think that that's going to—I don't think that's going to help. Like, if your parents are upset already that you are in a relationship with uh, someone who is not of the same faith of that of yours, they you know—if you find if they find out that you've been lying, like, it's going to make the situation worse, um, a lot, a lot worse. Um, if this is something or someone that you could see yourself being with long term then I do think that there is value in sitting down with your family and just being very honest and letting them know that. But you have to be willing and ready to deal with however, you know, whatever the outcome of of that conversation is. But you said, damn the
0: consequences.
1: Right. Um, I don't think that, I, I do feel like at 23 years old, it's really early in your life to be... Um, uh I'm trying to think of the words. What,
0: in a serious relationship?
1: <laughs> to be... You have time. You have time. Is you one. have yeah, time. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's not taken away from... The love that you share with this person. Not at all. We're not minimizing Not at mind. all. You do have time. You got, you got
1: lots of time to progress to a point in a relationship where... Because, I mean... You're kind of in a cool place right now. And I say that because...
0: You're not getting ready to get married tomorrow. Uh-huh. I hope. But I hope. God <laughs> Jesus. But I, but at the same time, you are an adult. And um, I'm hoping that what you can do in this situation is kind of navigate as an adult. Which means if you're living with a sibling, I don't see why you have to um disclose all of your comings and goings <laughs> and all of what you're doing that's not encouraging you to lie because I don't want you to lie right because that like Kia said that's going to exacerbate the situation that's gonna make it way 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 right. worse right. and right. you're too old to be lying if we're just gonna be perfectly honest agreed um, um me personally because I kind of dealt with the situation with with my family
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh when I originally got pregnant I wasn't married-hmm And, um, needless to say, my mother was very unhappy about that. She was very unhappy about that. Uh, And she had expressed some things where I might have thought maybe I would never speak to my mother again. Mm. Um, but we have since worked past that and my mother is the most amazing grandmother on the entire planet. Right. Um, and you know, a lot of what she has expressed out of anger or disappointment or uh, just not a just a disagreement. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't agree with everything that she... I don't agree with that, but I have to respect how she feels. Those are her feelings. But it's still my mom. Mm-hmm. And I know when it comes down to it, she's not going to leave me. Right. And I feel like... And same for my father, just my parents in general. And I feel like with you... um your parents are not going to be happy with your decision because they feel the way that they feel, and you're not going to be able to change that. Right. Um. I don't know if you need to take such a stand right this second.
1: Yeah, because I feel like it's not, you have to pick your battles and know, like, yeah. when a conversation is no longer a productive conversation. Right. So it's not like you're going to your parents and asking them permission to date who you want to date. Right. You're just saying, this is what it is. And I do not have to qualify it to you.
2: Absolutely Um.
1: Now, there are, if you're living with them or living with your sibling, they do have the right to say, I don't want him over here. I don't Mm want to do this. But they cannot say that you cannot date him because, like, what is that? Um, I mean, so, yeah, I think that this is definitely something that you're going to have to think through um, for yourself. I I hope that the advice that we're sharing is useful to you. I mean, for me... It's hard for me to speak to whether or not I would do it or how I would handle it. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think I am, you know, I am a Christian. And, you know, my faith is is a, a very big part of who I am and how I function. Um, and it, it does impact who I date and who I don't date. Um, but I don't know if it would have... You know, I don't want to say I don't know if it would have, but... The way that I date now is not the way that I dated when I was 23. Oh, not at all. So... Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. I feel like you have you have time to kind of work through this um, and that's what I'm saying. If this is someone who you see yourself going like being with long term, like if you're thinking towards like marriage and those kinds of things, then you will have to sit down and have a serious conversation with your partner mm-hmm. and negotiate what that's going to look like, what that's going to mean not only for right now, but for the future. And, you know, it is something that you're going to have to be prayerful about and ask for direction on how, like, what decisions you need to make and what will be best for you and your family going forward. But like we say, we've said before, when you get to a certain age, you stop asking for permission to do stuff. You just tell people what it is. It is. Including like, including your family. Exactly. Most, especially your family.
0: And, um, and, and, and nine times out of ten, because I'm not going to say it happens every time, but nine times out of ten. It's your family, they love you. Y'all may not speak for a little bit. You know, you may have some problems, but ultimately I don't I don't think your family's gonna leave you. I don't think your family's gonna abandon you for the rest of your life. Right. Um you know, they will express their disappointment. They they have expressed their disappointment, but I don't see how they will disown you. Uh, and I hope that's not I hope that's not an outcome. You know what I'm saying? I Me really, too. really hope it's not. Um But that's not that's not the actions of a loving parent, so you know, I, I wish you the best in uh, working this situation out. It's not an easy one. You're more than welcome to write us. Yeah, I'm praying an for you, sis. Yeah, we, we, we got you. But, uh, yeah, it's that's not an easy decision. That's something that you're going to have to really, really think through. Yeah. Unfortunately. Word. Thank you for writing in. Uh, continue it. to send your honesty box questions, petty peeves, kitchen talk table suggestions, and everything else in between to Podcast at gmail.com. And we will move right on along to the Tris. Peeves de petty.
1: True that. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. It's time to be petty. It's my favorite time of day. Uh, I have a beef. I have a beef with the weather. I would like to say that I am tired. I'm tired of coats and jackets. And scarves and hats and gloves. I'm tired of socks and shoes. I'm tired. And I feel like in April, we should be free from these things. But Mm -hmm. here we are, yet bundled up. So, um, I don't know. My beef is with the Lord, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just saying that spring is not filling us, evidently. I wish that she would, you know, get over herself and do her job. I mean, we all got to go to work. Come out the room. You know what I'm saying, sis? Like you just <laughs> locked in your room. Like you just not going to do what you supposed to do. Like, hello, sis. You don't get these privileges. This is not how this works. No. If I got to go to work, then you got to come to work too, sis. You got
0: to spring, spring?
1: Spring. You got to come out. I mean over it. Truly.
0: I really am. This has literally been 12 years of winter. Bruh. And I'm over it. I'm tired. I'm it's dreary. It's taking a toll on niggas' moods. Listen, we all just out here angsty and irritable. And cold. Yeah. Cussing each other out. I'm sick of it. I, I really... I don't want to wear... It. I
2: have
1: on a coat right now. Bruh. Like a coat. And I didn't bring... Because I, I don't know. For whatever reason. Maybe because it was warm as jacks on Friday. I was hmm. thinking, oh, it's going to be nice. So when I packed, I didn't pack appropriately. So hmm. I got on this little leather jacket. I know that's not enough. Insufficient. I'm telling you. I totally I know that's insufficient. not enough. So I'm out here and just hoping that I won't get the pandemonias. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, spring... <laughs> Wants to sleep in. You know it's what I'm saying? She don't want to come to work. She's about
0: to get fired.
1: Listen, and, I don't got time for her. I'm not
0: hiring Winter in her place, so she better figure it I out. I will say, though. You got
1: kids to feed. Listen. Um, yeah. Let me just say this. Say it. And I'm going to let you get to your petty pee. I'm still thinking. <laughs> 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 that the seasons came to work on time when Obama was president. Mm, talk about it.
0: That's all I got to say. This ain't nothing but Satan. Mm, the Lord, the seasons are upset. I blame Satan and Onika. Okay. Oh my, Lord. my petty peeve. So I went out to eat before I left D.C. Where'd um, you go? Farmers and Distillery? Distillers. Distillers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which one?
0: Uh, the one in Washington, D.C. Oh, there's several in Washington. Isn't there only one Farmers and Distillers and the rest are like. Um, Farmers, Fishers in Vegas. Yeah, and a so, whole string of other restaurants. You went, yeah, But I went to the Farmers and Distillers.
1: I think I did. On Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Okay. Yes.
0: So they had a buffet brunch.
1: Oh, yes. And it's delicious. It was tasty. My Lord. I they got, got sriracha. the sriracha. They got the thick cut bacon. They have the thick bacon. God is in it. Mad meat. My God. They had a
0: breakfast fried rice, and they had homemade donuts. Like, mm. I was very pleased. I just be at, at the bacon man with my plate, like... Oh, no, I just got it myself. Please I say. just I was very happy with all of my selections. Had to add a touch of salt and pepper, but that's fine. Listen. You got to make sure that you cater to all all types of people. Uh, but mm-hmm. my petty peeve this week is for um, the lady who worked behind the counter near the donuts. <laughs> the staff was like all black except for like this manager who was just fine and in her. Okay? Oh, no, no, no. And Latino. It was people of color. Mm-hmm. It was a mostly people of color staff, which okay. I really appreciated. Um, and I go and I'm oh and I'm getting my donuts and shit. They have creme brulee donuts, they have all kinds of stuff. So I'm, you know, stuffing my face and being ridiculous. And I see this thing that has ice cream. Yeah. And a scoop. In some water mm-hmm. and two labels that told you what kind of ice cream it was. Right. This is a buffet brunch, yes. so and I'm getting all kinds of items. Yes. I'm by the dessert bar, right? Of course, I think y'all got ice cream to go with these donuts. Some fat, okay? So <laughs> I'm about to eat this. Okay, she gonna tell me? Uh, excuse me, that's not a part of the brunch. The donuts? No, the ice cream. Why well, it's over here then? But it's like the way she. she Excuse me, that's not a part of the brunch. I'm like, well, listen, bitch, it's two labels right here that told me what kind of ice cream it was. It's a scoop inside some water. Well, what is it a part of? a metal of? thing that lifts up and is right by the donuts. So don't talk to me like I'm doing something absurd, like I'm a child behind the counter at a restaurant or like, like I'm somewhere that I don't have no business being. Bitch, it's a buffet! But what is it over here for if it's right. not? If it's for y'all? Why is it out with the
1: buffet thing?
0: Put it behind the counter then. Don't put it with a sign that identifies what kind of ice cream it was and then talk to me like I'm stupid. And that has been the trait... There we go. Petty peeves. <laughs> that has been the thread and the theme this weekend for me. White women have been talking to me oh reckless. Lord, it was yesterday, really. Yesterday's theme was white women are going to talk to me reckless. I had to talk to an insurance adjuster on the phone. Okay. She asked me a question. She was talking to Tristan, but she asked me a question since I was involved. And then she... So then, you know, she asked another dumbass question, and I was like, Well, excuse me, what? Excuse me, I'm not talking to you now. I need to talk to Miss.
1: What? <laughs> There's a boldness that's going on. <laughs> I, don't I said, understand. "Have you ever been slapped
0: through a phone?"
1: I don't get it. I was like, "Have
0: you ever had a phone, a hand reach out of your phone and what? smack the fire out of you?" Cuz it's about to happen. Don't I said, "You are passive aggressive and condescending." I said, "And just because you have smiles in your tone doesn't mean you get to talk." I was like, "You have lost your damn mind." I was like, "Fix your fucking tone before you continue with this conversation. I don't give a fuck who you're talking to. Oh, I don't Lord. care. Don't you ever Fix your lips to ever speak to me like that again. I don't care if we are behind glass. I don't care if we on the phone or we face to face. I don't care what it is. Don't ever talk to me like that again. You've lost it. Woo, triggered again. (laughs) I am triggered. Clearly. Because white women been talking to me crazy all weekend and I really don't have, like, I have negative time for that.
1: Oh, listen, like the white man called me sis. Excuse me? The white man called me sis. We were went to, after the show on Friday, we went to get food, and I parked. I was parking my car, Yeah. and um, my windows were down because it was really nice outside. Mm-hmm. Well, Toy was in the passenger seat. She was. Um, as I'm parking, the car that was coming up the street in the opposite direction, it was like, uh, there was lights. Mm-hmm. The man looked at me, oh, and he yes. was like, damn, sis, them earrings is big. Those earrings are really big. And I had an out of body experience because I'm just like, okay, so wait a and minute then talk she told to. me, and I was like, first of all, <laughs> I am not now, nor will I ever be your sister, ever, sir. ever. What?
0: And he proceeded <laughs> to roll his window all the way down what?
1: and stare. He was like, because they were in like, traffic. They look good on you though. I was like, sir, first of all, don't sis me. Don't ever sis me. Don't you sis me? I don't know. I don't know you. You don't even meet the criteria to ever be my brother. Like, (laughs) what? My brother will never
0: have a fuchsia penis when he gets excited. (laughs) So don't you ever fix your Caucasian ass lips to say no wild shit to me (gasps) about no motherfucking sis.
1: (laughs) He was like, I I said, if you ever in your white life, if you ever in your white life, you need to think twice before you sis a black woman. Thrice. What is wrong with you? And he was just like, they look nice. I was like, proceed. Then Drive
0: he, off. And then he was in traffic, so he
1: was staring. Awkward. He was staring
0: awkwardly at our entire group after because that. Because we all look like, say a sis one more time. One more time. We're standing on the curb. I looked that nigga right in his eyes. I was like, Ex- you said what to her? He kept looking at me, and I kept looking at him until his car was out of sight.
1: You know how like you're so stunned <laughs> when somebody says something so crazy to you 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 can't even like you can't even like get a response fast enough. Was Toya you. was no Toya. 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 Toya was like Toya she, said, was she was like he said your your earrings is your, them earrings are big. Says. Toya was like your face is big. <laughs> she did. Your face is big. Okay. We was like totally disgusted. How on, How would you ever? I say, like, don't you ever speak to me? Who are you? You are you? Who are you? Why are you even talking to me? Ugh! Disgusted. In
0: your Chevy Blazer, they don't even make those anymore.
1: Like anyway. <laughs> he was coming back from the Washington. I think. I guess. I'm assuming because we were by the They're national. Oh, the Make State. America Great Again baseball game. Lord have mercy. But I've never seen so many red hats in my life. <laughs> I was triggered. I my mean, The, the life. Nationals, Nationals hat is a red hat, but it looks awful. When you're, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Any red hat with a dad hat is is a <sighs> is a hat to me. Oh my god. That I don't want no parts of. And we went into the Bonchon Chicken, and it was mad red shirts and red hats, and I was like, we've got
1: to. Go. We can't stay here, guys. I don't feel. We safe. can't be here. I don't feel okay. comfortable.
0: Okay,
1: but yeah, that's this episode, man.
0: That's this episode of getting grown. Thank you, guys, once again, so much for being so supportive of Kia and I yeah. as we have uh stumbled and toddlered <laughs> our way through this first year of this Literally podcast, busting our heads inside <laughs> of this podcast every week. Like, I guess what? I don't get it. Before we close out. I know that we have not mentioned as frequently as we did for the first book, but we are reading An American Marriage. Yes, by Tari Jones. By Tari Jones for the Getting Grown Book Club for the month of April. Yes, indeed. So discussions will begin in May. Once again, that is An American Marriage by Who Sis? Jones. That's right. So we will make sure to put the link in the description box on where you can purchase. But you guys get your discussions ready for May. It's a good book. Yeah, yeah. I'm. My um, wig is still shifted to the left. I'm really hyped to to get into it. And one and and again, remember that the discussions surrounding the book clubs are we try to apply them to life. Yeah. So, so even if
1: you haven't read the book or finished reading the book, you don't you shouldn't feel like you can't listen. Yes. Um. But yeah, we'll chat. It's gonna be a good time. In the meantime, and in between time. Drink your water. Mind your business and moisturize because... Your black will crack if it's dry. Bye! Later!
0: Thanks again to Everly Well for supporting this week's show. Finding the time to get a lab test is almost impossible, but now it's easy to order the tests you want at everlywell.com.
1: Everly Well is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of physician-reviewed private tests from food sensitivity to metabolism to thyroid. No more sitting in waiting rooms or waiting on your results. Head to everlywell.com and use promo code GROWN to take fifteen percent off your first order. Everlywell, your tests on your time and on your terms.